everybody. I am Kevin from The Real Movie Guys, and you are watching The Real Review, a series where we review and discuss all your favorite movies. And don't forget, if you like what you see and you want to see more, be sure to like and subscribe to the channel today. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at A Quiet Place Part 2. Following the events at home, the Abbott family now faces the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. This might seem like a controversial take, but I wasn't the biggest fan of A Quiet Place, this film's predecessor. In my opinion, I feel like the theater experience of this film made this movie more memorable than it actually was. I even remember it vividly. Since a majority of the movie takes place in complete silence, it forced even the loudest popcorn cruncher to remain silent to truly engross themselves in the experience. Now, that's not to say that this film is bad by any means. I do think the film has some exceptional sound design and cinematography. Also, a standout performance from the writer and director, John Krasinski, shouldn't go unmentioned. The premise is is extremely clever. Humanity is almost wiped out by a species of creatures that hunt you down based on a single sound. It's just the execution and believability of the plot that I have issue with. Granted, it is just a movie, but for something like this to work, the film has to play by the rules to the letter, which I think A Quiet Place runs a bit loose with, especially in logic. That all being said, this review isn't about the first movie, but I think everything I mentioned so far is still present in this film. A Quiet Place Part 2 is still more of the same from this new horror franchise. That's not always a bad thing if you're a fan of the franchise, but in some sense, it did leave me feeling a bit disappointed. My favorite part of the movie would hands down have to be the action-packed opening, which I think can be quite telling on this movie's goals. We are brought back to the beginning of when the creatures first arrived, seeing how the Abbott family dealt with the ensuing events. I think it does everything a sequel should do to re-engage its audience in the story. It helps to introduce the audience to characters that we'll be following in this film, while adding some extra context and overall world-building to the story as a whole. It reminds you that if there's anything you have to appreciate about these films, it's their fat-trimmed approach to the storytelling. Everything is extremely reserved and never does the film feel like it needs to elaborate its events. It's not afraid to drop you headfirst into the story because it's confident its material will be understood. Which this movie has to be, since there's clearly a lack of dialogue. The storytelling has to be able to be conveyed with the camera in unison with the story to compel the audience. One of the strongest elements from the first film was the chemistry between the Abbott family and how relatable they felt. Unfortunately, this is the part where I come down a little hard on the film, since in this sequel they decide to divide up the cast and I don't think it's for the better. Emily Blunt turns in a great performance as Evelyn Abbott, but unfortunately her role in the film felt like the B-plot. After the ending of the first film, I expected Emily Blunt to have a much more significant role in this film, and while she does have a particularly interesting standoff with the creature towards the end of the film, her story ultimately felt like filler once Millicent Simmons, who plays Reagan Abbott, quest began. Now, I have to say that Millicent turns in an excellent performance as well, but her pairing with the newly cast Cillian Murphy as past family friend Emmett didn't really work for me. The chemistry she shared with John Krasinski in the previous film was so strong that when they tried to replicate a similar dynamic with Murphy, it just comes across as empty, and I think they are aware of that. The few times we see her reminisce about her father in the film, it does help the audience sympathize more with her loss due to their bond. Murphy does try his best with what he's given, but his story of loss and the reasoning behind his drive to help Reagan's journey just doesn't feel that compelling. You can't help but feel they wanted to expand on Murphy's role with some hints at a more emotionally damaged backstory, but in order to keep the A plot moving, the film quickly dusts that under the rug. Since we are already familiar with the creatures of The Quiet Place Part 2 from the first film, the mystery of their appearance and what to expect should be lost to some extent in this, but that's not the case at all. This film embraces some of the more in-your-face action moments while also not forgetting why these monsters are so intimidating, leading to some creative confrontations. The creatures have a sleek and simple design overall, but the beautiful detailing of their head flaps as they hear a noise and their overall stature is perfectly complemented by some sleek cinematography. Since this film already knows that we are expecting 
respecting the creatures to some extent, they use the camera in such a way that glorifies their presence, creating some really unsettling interactions between them and the human cast, adding just a bit of extra tension. This movie isn't above a few jump scares either though. There were definitely a few scenes that got a small jump out of me that I felt like I should have seen coming. My only slight issue is that some of the CGI for the monsters can feel a bit off at times, but I think the film does its best to cleverly obscure that to the best of their ability by using a purposely out-of-focus shot or obscuring our view with some kind of lighting change. The most important element this film heavily employs is its use of sound, and I'm glad to say once again I am very impressed. Besides the first movie, I find it hard to find a film, especially from the horror genre, that is this masterful with its sound usage. The atmosphere that's created here makes the viewer feel so vulnerable, creating a unique level of tension that can only be in this film. Any sound, no matter how small, could mean the end of the protagonist. Because of this, the smallest of sounds hit you like a truck due to their absence, especially when you are in the shoes of Reagan, whose actress Millicent Simmons is deaf in real life. Many of the more memorable scenes really rely on this sound manipulation. One particular scene in the beginning involving a bear trap is heart-stopping, not just due to how terrible the situation is, but how the amplified sound signals impending doom of another threat. With all this praise and expert execution of the sound design, you would think this movie is very strict with its rules on how this world works to draw you in even further. Unfortunately for me, this is where the movie disappoints me. Between this this film and the first one, I still keep finding myself picking out many discrepancies with this world's rules on sound that take me out of the experience. Especially when it comes to the rules of what level of sound alerts the monsters, the movie rides very loose, mostly relying on plot necessity to rule what sound will cause danger. We are told in the first movie that any sound means death, but more often than I would like that doesn't seem to be the case. There is also more spoken dialogue in this film which I think detracts from some of the more clever visual world building elements. You just pile this on with some of the illogical plot directions leading to the ending, and for me it's just hard to ignore. This is a film where I think the story works better on a smaller scale with a more intimate cast. Once the world begins to open up to what other survivors are up to, I feel like the writers had to think of something quick, even if it's not fully thought out. The first film ended with a bang, and this film does the same as well in a similar fashion, but while the first film felt like the story didn't have to continue, this film is clearly baiting for a continuation. I admire the fact that this film picks up immediately after the first film. It goes pretty smoothly considering how they they had to dance around how the kids look older in the flashbacks than they do in the first film, but I just can't shake the feeling that A Quiet Place was better as a one-off and this film is just fluff. I can understand for most viewers that the issues I have with this film probably fall more on me, and if you're not looking for these inconsistencies, you'll probably have a good time. A Quiet Place Part 2 is an achievement with its sound design and cinematography, but my issues, if we're putting logic aside, is that the film just doesn't add anything new from its previous outing. The opening scene really captured my attention and showcased why this series is so popular. But once the world began to reveal itself and less focus was put on the Abbott family as a whole, deciding to split them up rather than have a united journey, this film's uniqueness lost a bit of its flavor and the outing for me just fell on deaf ears, which leads me to my final score. I'm going to give A Quiet Place Part 2 a C+. We all have to admit, the biggest miss, more than anything in this review, was not calling this movie A Quieter Place. That's a huge missed opportunity. I expected more from Jim Halpert. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys, you should pop right up. 
Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.